0: We're back. <laughs> back, Hans. We're back. It's been uh, two long years. We might have we done several podcasts from uh, Mexico, but uh, just over two years ago, we were in Brazil at the beginning of the pandemic for about four months. We were going live almost every morning, at least six days a week. And uh, yes, we're back. Now we're in Medellin, Colombia. We're up to some big things down here. And uh, yeah, we are going back for our brothers inside of uh, this Ronin Radio podcast. (laughs) What you guys notice is different in these two years?
1: I think we're a little grayer. And the reason we're doing it is because we came to Medellin to work together and prepare a live event at the end of September. And so leading up to that and leading up because of the content of it uh, we want to do these again
0: and uh, work our way up to the live event and I' I've, I've missed these ever since then you know I've been wanting to do these ever since then so and I want to do them well beyond the event so for me it's, it's very much about it's my core thing reaching out to the men and the younger men what is that? said it's your core thing what do you mean it's why i'm here i feel it's it's my deeper purpose you know to do what go back for my brothers you know to call men together and to rise up and to um yeah i feel there's a there's a a deep longing in most especially western men a deep loneliness a deep missing Mm. and it gets covered over by um addictions and um ways that we we just accept well this is how life is but there's a deep longing and uh a loneliness inside of the hearts of I would say most Western men. Um what are they missing? And what are they missing and who are your brothers? I'll talk about that I just wanna let, let everyone know that on today's call we're gonna talk about um Something that's that's I hear a lot today with men and men who are involved in men's work and 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 leadership work, and that is a, a bias against feeling. So men who would be mm-hmm. dominant or who would be leaders, leaders of their people or leaders of their relationship, uh, there's this there's this mantra that you should not be in your feelings, and that uh, if you are, people won't respect you, she won't respect you, and uh, you'll basically be being the the submissive or the follower and they're missing one key feeling in particular that calls men to greatness well beyond any victimhood and feelings we're going to talk about uh yeah it's, it's
1: like it's like if, if you look at the past couple of decennia then men were not allowed to feel i would say a couple of ten years ago or a couple of decennia ago decennia then, yeah decades decades and then men are allowed to feel but it's never been seen as a part of leadership it's really like okay you're allowed to feel it's good to feel but it's not a it's it's not seen as a, a part of leadership or even a yeah
0: a pivotal part of it that's interesting to me well I had a very a very strong bias against uh, emotions mm-hmm. myself and uh, you know, many of the greatest contributions to my leadership over the years have actually come through women. And I had this very strong bias against uh, emotions because mainly when you're going from boy to man, what you're trying to do is leave any of the victimhood behind you, you know? Leave any of the, you know, complaining, needing someone else, needing mama, daddy to solve things for you. And so it is a very positive thing when you're going, uh, often I think from, let's say teenager, uh, to warrior Mm. or to, Mm. you know, going out in the world on your own and almost instinctually not letting these, not giving these feelings much credence, not letting them guide you. And, um, Yeah, however, there is a lot of uh, great wisdom and leadership potential available in having great facility with your feelings. Mm. So I don't know if you want to go back to what you were asking me about before, but... Uh, Yeah, You,
1: you said, I feel it's the core of what I do to go back for my brothers. And there's a big missing in men and you're you're two open loops in a way for me. Who are your brothers? Are they your real brothers or who you see as your brothers? And what is that missing?
0: Well, my real brothers do have a stronger uh, pull for me. I think that would be obvious, but, uh, and there there are men I know who I feel like brothers in a way but I very much do feel this kinship to all men, mm-hmm. you know, or, or men in general. And uh, yeah, I see the plight that so many are in, and I see men like Jordan Peterson, the impact he's had on these young men. And uh, I just see so many of these young men don't have elders, don't have brothers, don't have a connection to a role of honor for their people. Elders. Don't have the kind of things I had when I was growing up. Elders,
1: brothers, honor, you said. Is that what's the missing is? Or is that the same thing? Are they Are they connected?
0: As far as this longing? Yes. Yeah, I think, I mean, think about how most, the life of most men since the dawn of human history, men were together almost all the time yes men hunted together men yes um, and and not just together with other humans they were mostly with men yes and so all of a sudden to be in a world where we're lacking this Mm. it's it's this natural biological deep ancestral expectation that we have this not just connection because we're as humans in today's world, I think missing so much connection on so many different levels, Yes. separated from nature and so many other things. But we're separated from brotherhood.
1: Yeah, I think I as I through the work, I see that that a lot of the issues that men feel think they have are solved. Not Necessarily by content or information or a how-to But really by being men, with men among men And that is both brotherhood But that is also like the ability to Or to have access to elders And have the respect for elders That can help you on your pathway You know, So I see the, the real missing is men among men Which is brotherhood, seeing each other Which is elders Which is also, you know locker room talk which is also the honor you know because because there's competition and there's 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 honor available in men among men and i think that's a huge missing um, and i didn't know it either you know i felt a, a missing a yearning and i didn't know what it was you know and i could feel i wanted to do things you know together with other men you know i, I just want to do it together you know i want to create and then, as you as you grow in alliance, or you, you meet great friends, or you know, you see that's what it is. That's what you really yearn for as a man, you know. And uh, unless you've experienced it, you there's there's a kind of missing
0: that that I didn't know what it was. And growing up in you know, growing up in America, if you didn't grow up like. Inside of a big family, or inside of a patriarchal family, and inside of a maybe religion that was in very, in in a lot of ways had a lot of connection amongst men in, in a more sacred way. I imagine that a lot of men today, like you can you can get around other guys, mm. but still be in that missing, yeah, still be alone, you know, and and mm. still have that longing.
1: But even that is good. So uh, let me ask you this, what's the difference being men among men and then having brotherhood, okay? Meaning just to be with men and then what makes it into a brotherhood or an alliance where, where the missing is fulfilled. And I'm saying because we start, we're we here in Medellin and we're working with three other men and we're having a, a warrior alliance, you know? And so we come together and we share our ambitions our game that we want to play the victories we go for we we gather we do ice baths We talk we hold each other accountable, and it's fantastic. You know just the way I, Just to be out there and remember we were out there and, and we we're having some drinks and some food And we we're among men, you know, and it's just great and There was another table of only girls and you could see the attractiveness of us You know just being men among men anyway that is a great there are five random men, okay? And and that no, alone not, not so random. Okay, yes. We that's all true. answered
0: a call to be part that's of a true. warrior alliance okay. and okay. Yeah. So which you, which goes to the I wanna you asked a question yes, a little okay. bit ago. And it's um you know, what's the difference between just men and brothers? I wanna say first, I would say most most men are not men. You know and most older men are not elders so you know you could have had a group of guys there at that restaurant but they're not gonna challenge each other they're not right. gonna call each other out they're not gonna rise to the challenge they're not gonna right. confront each other in that way and really really stand for each other kind of hold that high bar of uh, pushing each other to greatness mm-hmm. and uh there is that quality that you have, um, maybe in a more in a group of uh, military brothers who are all in the same mm. fight together, and you know you're you're in the foxhole together, and you're and you and you you're risking your lives for each other. Mm. Like that's that's brotherhood, mm. you know. But I think that uh, so many men today they're missing that quality of. Of who they could really be as a as a brother for other men, yes, as an elder for younger men, yes, and just as a as a man for themselves in their life, at a, at a greater level, mm. and um, the the missing is is deep. The missing is deep, and what I, what I'm realizing
1: in these past two years is that the key, I I think the key with the most leverage is for men to take the responsibility of being an elder. Showing up as an elder, I've seen, has the real biggest... That's the thing that could change the most, you know? Because you could be a brother to someone, but if you have a, a, a man who shows up as an elder, doesn't mean just older, but as an elder and goes back for a brother or, 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 or takes care of a younger man in that sense, you know? I think that's the, the thing that really shifts most, that answers that yearning, that missing, and, and creates incredible things, like brotherhood, and, and and honor, and that's a real... I feel that call very strong, and I didn't have it before, to take care of younger men. You say, oh, I can do that? Yeah. Wow. And, and you see the effect of it. And a lot of the, the work I do, it's just being an elder for them, Yes. you know, and they could be older than me.
0: Yes. Yes. Know? And just wow. Okay. You show up. And that there's way. a, there's a lot of honor in that. Yes. There's a lot of like, yes, you know, mm. so, um, yes. And what we mean by being an elder, you know, this is also there, there's walls against this in our culture. Uh, in western culture especially American culture is kind of like the hyper western culture which so many other uh, countries tend to be emulating yeah is the ideal is freedom in the sense of not needing anyone and uh, you know yeah. having fuck you money right so to not need anyone well imagine if a younger man needs mentorship yes you know a brother even a, your physical brother is is going through tough times you know and you feel that you feel that need you know and uh, that can feel like a burden on you you know and so you want to create this very independent life you know quickly unfriend people on Facebook there's there's so much advice for young men today that I feel is um, damaging
1: we're here. We're here to take care of each other, like and that's men and women. I would like to tell a story of a, a man I recently started working with, and he's a he's a older man. He's 55, and uh, for the past couple of decades, he's been, for lack of a better term, a gigolo. And uh, and he's an incredible man. Like really, he's so fascinating and inspiring to me. Uh, he has incredible dignity incredible beauty and and and, and integrity and he's been he, he came from uh, massage he was giving massage to people and he became a gigolo in the sense that he decided after a couple of decades living for himself that he wanted to be in service of and he said i'm going to spend my time my life being in service of of women and It's amazing how he talks about it. I could feel that he really like he wants to be there for the other and And it's in a sexual way, you know, he, he liberates He liberates the sexual part in in women He he, he lets them be I, I I Shouldn't laugh in any way, you know, but he he allows them to integ- integrate explore the the the, the whore in them you know. and uh, for decades he's been in service and then he, we talk he resonated with some of the, the talks we had and for the newsletter and, and he talks to me and I notice in the way he talks that yeah he's drained from it just being of service he feels he gets very little back and he gets very little back of the women and he has no man in his life. He has no man that nowhere is at, because even the men, when they hear about a gigolo, they laugh or they say, ah, they admire him. They're just fascinated. And they don't see how lonely this man is. He's yeah. so lonely. And and I saw him on that call. And this, I never, I, this is the first time I talked to him. We talked for two hours. And just, I was just being there because I realized that he needed to be taken care of. And so I was just there for him. You know, seeing, asking, listening, being with him, you know, and he said, "I," he was crying. Nobody ever saw me this way. He's just given, and nobody sees him. And if you can give that to a man, you know, from a man to a man, that's, I think, is the beginning of being an elder. You know, you see them, you're there for them, and it's incredible what we, yeah, created since then. You know, and why did I say it? I I have the same, that yearning, you know, to be seen, to be seen, and and by other men. I think that's a great way of showing up as a brother, showing up as an elder.
0: I also realize I might be going off very much. Well, coming back to these blocks that we have against uh, brotherhood and, and eldership, you know, there, there are a lot of men who kind of just the dream is like just retire, play golf, you know, be comfortable mm. and enjoy, mm. you know, the rest of your days. And there's so many young men out here struggling, mm. you know, and there's there's blocks towards the younger men receiving from from elders. We don't have respect mm. in American culture. Respect for our elders mm. and respect in general. I would say we're, we're missing a lot of just respect in general. And uh, so it's not easy to show up as an elder. It's not. Yes, yes, and yes. so many young men even are not open to it. Yes, you know, and we ourselves, as as older men, have we're also like frustrated mm. in how do I how do I do that? Yes. Know? So um, so how do you do that, Michael? Well, and, and this this deep longing, I think also in, in a lot of ways, it's at the heart of everything that's fucked up in our culture, you know, from suicide to uh, uh, drug addiction to other kinds of addiction to a lot of violence, you know, men not having connection, men not feeling belonging, and men having a lot of shame rather than honor. Mm. Um, it, it, uh, yeah, it's destroying us, it's destroying us. So, okay, let's, let's come back to this, what is being an elder mm. and then we'll come back to this feeling. Yes. And I, and I, and then after the, I want
1: to, I want you to to say how that feeds into the
0: event that we're creating. All right. So. Yeah, so you could say that being an elder is, I think especially when there's this feeling to, ah, you know, this other man in my life or this younger man in my life, like when you have an excuse to turn away from him, you know, Mm. and say, ah, you know, fuck this guy, you know, like he's too this or that or, you know. um, Being an elder in that moment is not dealing with him on that on an equal playing field on a, or on an equal level of like mm. just individual man to individual man but basically saying you know what I'm going to I'm going to take care of this guy. Take I'm going to put my arm around this guy and I'm going to lead us to glory. You know, I'm going to lift him up. I'm going to I'm going to elder him, you know. I'm going to say be the bigger man but it's it's more than that it's really like um, I'm gonna take the lead I'm gonna take the lead. you use a lot of
1: important terms like taking care and taking the lead you know but like what that is specifically I've seen in my experience is hard because you could be thinking you're taking care you could be thinking you're leading when really you're still judging and you're pedantically telling the other what to do. So what is the core, the heart of taking care? What makes it successfully taking care? What makes it successfully leading?
0: This is a great segue. (laughs) It's a great segue into this feeling that I've Mm. touched on a few times. Mm. And it's a feeling I call honor. Mm. And so... um, Mm. All judgment, all fear, all shame, mm. all guilt, all resistance and doubt, all these things can be transmuted into this powerful feeling that occurs like a call from your soul mm. to rise up mm. and to lead. And, and it, it's, um, it, it calls you to transcend the barriers that stand in the way of, yes. of being loving in relationship of being, um, being great in the face of fear. Yes, it's also because um, you, you you almost
1: suggested as a, a a mantra, but it's also the the touchstone for yourself to know if you're really taking care, if you're really leading. Meaning, and we talked about the feeling of honor and many other things, you know, but to know if you're really taking care is that person that you think you're taking care of, do you feel honor in taking care of this person yeah. that's a real touchstone for yourself to know if you're taking care in the right way or if you're you're judging and pedantically trying to have the other have it your way you know and justifying it for yourself with i'm taking care i'm leading
0: it's a great point it's, it's your own point. feeling
1: of honor
0: yes yes yeah, it's. Um, I grew up Mormon, and there's very much a, an in, an entrainment of the heart mm. to notice what they would call a spiritual feeling, or even the Holy Ghost. Um, it is this this feeling of peace and warmth and expansion in the chest, mm. and um, it, it's what many spiritual people would call a spiritual feeling. Mm. Um, but when a man is following this then he's other, he's easy for others to follow. Yes. You know, people can tell if you're leading from your ego and your judgments versus really leading from your heart. You can feel it. They can feel it. They can sense it even if they can't put words on it. Yes. And so you become trustable when you are leading from that place. And that feeling is trustable. Yes. It's Great. at the heart of, of. Doesn't lead you astray. It's at the heart of feeling. Well, it's, it's it's feeling called from within. Full yes. And it's just obvious. Yeah, this is the way to go. Way. This this heart-centered leadership is, in a way, following this feeling. Yes. You know, it's Great. it's not about in an egoic way, being this leader uh-huh. and being in charge. Yes, it's it's
1: because you're you following that feeling, you, you cultivate that feeling, you, you head towards it, you, you feel into it, you lean into it, that also because of that, you're gonna hear the call of being an elder. You're gonna hear the call of being a brother. You're gonna hear the call of lead all your relationships into glory with your friends, with your woman, with your community you know, and so it really is about, you know, seeking that feeling. Where is it leaning into it, cultivating it, and then all the rest happens almost naturally.
0: Yeah. And and Mm. in the West, we're kind of indoctrinated into seeking happiness. Mm. You know, life is about happiness and success and for me it's about honor and adventure yes. you know even you could say brotherhood but to experience life with with honor as your metric yes rather than happiness as your metric is transformational yes and life becomes a great adventure in yes. the process a transformational adventure in the process Meaning mm. is inherent and deep mm. Mm. and ever present mm. when honor is the metric. And this is what
1: we're gonna do in the live event?
0: <laughs> I'm looking to Yes. To yes. Put a bow around. This this is a hundred percent what we're doing in the live event. Mm. So for those who've seen the the last samurai mm. you haven't have you seen it? Only four or five times.
1: Have you? I'm he asked me this every time. How oh, there's so many movie? great movies you haven't <laughs> seen. So I'm not. I forget. Well, which yeah.
0: Ones you yeah. Rocky. <laughs> <laughs> a few others. You haven't seen The Matrix, right? <laughs> I did. I did. I did. Okay. I did. I did. <laughs> anyway. Um, Star Wars. The Last Samurai. Whether you like or dislike Hollywood movies or it's Tom, a great movie. Or Tom Cruise or whatever, you know. It is kind of a little little awkward that, like, the last samurai, you know, this great, proud, indigenous people, he is the last samurai, this white dude, you know? Actually, no, no. You know, I, I actually thought that, and then I went back and watched it again. There's another dude who is actually the last samurai. But if... The way the movie is, you would think it's him because he's the last one on the battlefield. Um, and, and all the, all the other... Japanese surround him in a circle and kind of like bow down to him. Um, Nevertheless, you know, I I do have some, uh, if if I were to in the movie, I'd do it a little differently. But it's a great movie in the sense that there's this this character arc of uh, Tom Cruise and this journey to honor that he goes on. Mm -hmm. He starts off in such he starts off like he's, he's a great soldier. He's had these epic battles. He has mastery in his life. Mm-hmm. He has victory. He has achievements. He has success. He has he has fame. No fame. He has fame. He has all these great worldly things. And he is suffering massively inside. Mm-hmm. Um, he's tormented inside. He has no honor. He's tormented by these Memories of things he's done these compromises that he's made he, he also has no more honor because he had it before yes mm. he's lost his honor and this is how important honor is to a man mm. He might not have been able to put words to it mm. um, but what happens is and you know he's an alcoholic and he's killing himself mm. I say I say compromise kills. And, it, and it, it very much, it very much does. It slowly kills you, and you will kill yourself mm. if you make enough compromise. You'll end up, you'll end up uh, killing your soul and or taking your life eventually. Um, but for most of us, it just chips away at us, mm. little by little. So, he is recruited to go to Japan because they need great soldiers, great warriors to go and train the Japanese uh, military in their fight against the samurai Mm. because the Japanese are modernizing under a new emperor and um, the samurai are seen as uh, an opposing force in a way. Even though the samurai's commitment is to the emperor and to Japan, like they'll sacrifice their life, they'll sacrifice everything. Uh, for that so he goes to Japan and he gets into a battle and you can see this this narrative the guy who's the guy who recruits him is is was I think his superior officer that led him into those compromises mm. in America and this same officer leads them into battle in Japan and uh, in a, in a way with no honor, and then there's a moment where, um, in in a moment of battle, as as this this kind of naive and untrained Japanese army is fighting the samurai, where um, it's either. I think it's Tom Cruise's character, but it, it, it might just be the camera. I'm not, sh- I'd have to go back and watch it. Um, where you see the way, oh no, you, you so you see one of the Japanese committing sepulchre, I think it's, it seppuku. seppuku, which is he's taking his own life, um, and in a, in a, in a way with honor and the enemy samurai are letting him do this, um, and it like it kind of stuns him and puzzles him, you know. He's he's seeing something there, that's no. He sees he's in awe. He's of.
1: going back. He's he's passing with the with the horse, and he sees it, you know, they're in the forest. And uh, as he's stumbling by, you know, he sees that and he goes
0: past the tree, and yeah, it's great. <laughs> so then he gets taken hostage into the mountains, and he lives with the samurai for a season, and. He sees this people live with honor in everything that they do. Every cup of tea they pour, every, every, every act um, is just infused with this sacred sense and this way of honor. And um, it saves him. It saves his soul. It saves his life. And he's reborn in a way as Samurai. He takes on a new identity as Samurai. Because his soul is saying, yes, honor is what was missing, honor is what I needed. Yes. Just as an aside, this is what many people find when they get converted to a religion like Christianity, for example. They were living a life having a lot of trouble guiding themselves because they were without honor and, and without a lot of inner torment and conflict, and then they find they find a, a a vessel, a pathway to honor in their life again, mm-hmm. and it just like it's like yeah, this is life, mm-hmm. this is me, this is the real me, this is the way it should be, and they they become reborn and take on a new identity. Mm-hmm. This is the power of honor, mm-hmm. and so um, he gets his life back, and and honor is a it's a curious thing because. It's it's something that men. It's so powerful. Men will both kill for it and die for it. Mm. It's so powerful.
1: So if you want your life back, if you want to become a samurai, if you feel there's something in what we're saying right now, even if you can't put your finger on or articulate it, you know you feel oh or something there. Talk to us. Because we're creating something very special. And it's not the same as other things where it's just a workshop you pay for, you know. For the right man, this will be a different thing. For the right man, there will be an invitation. So if you feel called right now,
0: This is uh, This was the people, a lot of people heard your story with Zan. Yes. And you're completely transforming Mm. that relationship and becoming an elder in a way it was a feeling of honor yes that moved that it is
1: incredible force you know and and when you know how to use it and and how to feel it and and use it in your relationships it's it's miracle work you know I've seen it with Zan and with ex-girlfriends with my father
0: the father of ex-girlfriends it's amazing it's amazing you're not saying that your father was the father of your ex-girlfriends,
1: right?
0: No. Because that would be weird. <laughs> it's weird that you think that. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, this, uh, this event coming up, um, this is my life's work. It's what I'm here to do. And uh, yes, I feel deeply called to come back for my younger brothers. And uh, yeah, that may be you. So it's been 12 years since I've done this uh, this event, this training. We're redesigning it, recreating it anew. This will be the first time I do it solely for men. And uh, yeah, excited to find more brothers, allies. And um, yes, you here to call, reach out. See you tomorrow.